Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry, Toyota. Let's go places. Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of 1 carat plus and receive a free natural 1 carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Football program available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now, here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to the Dave Damashek football program, available as always on iTunes, Stitcher, and at nfl.com slash Shaq. As you may have noticed, pro football has taken a backseat of late here in these United States and the world over in favor of football. We're going to talk a little bit about that, but of course, our bread and butter remains American-style pro football. So we're going to kibitz about that. In fact, we're going to put together in our continuing series of naming the all-division teams, we're going to discuss in just a matter of moments here what I consider to be perhaps the best division in 2014. I know everybody swoons over the NFC West. Today, we're tackling the NFC North. And I say your world champion shall emerge from that division. The only question left at this point in my brain is which of those teams? I said the Green Bay Packers will win the Super Bowl this coming season. But I have a hunch about the Chicago Bears really taking a run at them. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about also we're going to be talking about our ongoing little uh, World Cup adjacent little feature available at NFL.com. It's the NFL Cup, just like the soccer players abandon their professional affiliations to return to their homelands for the World Cup. We speculated what if everybody left their NFL obligations to return to their hometowns to play a little fictional tournament. So we're going to have kibitz about that. Like I say, you can find that at the NFL Cup at NFL.com. And uh, first, though, let's kibitz with uh, – we'll talk about this, uh, this all-NFC North team and uh, maybe some World Cup. This, that, and the other – with the man seated to my immediate right. Oh, I forgot to mention, my voice might sound a little different. That's because we are not in Studio 66 right now. We are in Studio 4 at the NFL Nerve Center out here in Culver City, California, the West Coast Nerve Center for NFL Media. So we're uh, temporarily, as they jazz up Studio 66 a little bit, we're, uh, we're doing the show from here for about a month or so. Anyway. The man who I started to introduce a moment ago, he has a feature up right now, a video feature at that on the new, the newest version 
of EA Madden. It's called 2014-2015. Well, let's ask him right now. It's Adam Rank. What's the poop, fella? Hey, boss. Thanks for having me. It is sure. NFL Madden 15. Madden 15. It's okay. always a year ahead. I must say Because a lot this. of people get it for Christmas. I can't believe how good it looks. I have, I have looked forward to the day. I, I said long ago, in my, my, as I've said many times on this show, that to me, the gold standard for sports video games was NHL 94, mm-hmm. also by EA. I loved that game. That was the best one. And I said, I will get a new video machine or whatever you call them when, it look, when, when the graphics rise to the level that I would like to see them at. And I saw those, the Madden stuff. That looks like real people out there. It looks like barely cartoon versions of, of actual football playing human beings. And the NHL game that's coming out this year, too, also just as rad. Really? Well, yes. Well, so nice. go get your Xbox 360. Don't get, the, don't get the Xbox One yet. They haven't um, made enough games for that to make it worthwhile yet, and they're going to be working out some of the bugs. The price will drop. I'm sorry. We're talking too much about it, but check well, out the I, feature. All right. I, want, I do want to... I do want to Think about getting one of these uh, one of these machines. Meantime, though, you mentioned NHL muzzle tov on uh, to the people of Los Angeles, yourself included, rank on a second Stanley Cup in three years. Um, pretty amazing, pretty too. Pretty I, amazing. Not only that, uh, two back to back world back to back Stanley Cup full season champions. Right. In addition to going to the Western Conference Finals last year and not making it, yeah, which is a pretty good run. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely that, and uh, muzzle tough to the San Antonio Spurs. Everybody, very quickly, and, and, and as fast paced as the news cycle goes, people seem to skip over things to get to what they to the angle they want to discuss, which is the narrative of where's LeBron going, and it certainly is compelling stuff where he will wind up if he'll stay in Miami or go to Cleveland or out to the West Coast or wherever New York City. We'll see with that. But how? I mean, the Spurs didn't beat the two-time defending Stanley Cup champion so much as they annihilated them. To a historic degree, those last three games, I mean, people are skipping over how mighty the demolition was of this team. They didn't beat them, which I picked that black tie. Kudos, not behind the glass, but seated about 15 feet away from where we are here. Kudos to you. I picked the Spurs, but I did not pick them to do it in five games like you did. Well, yeah, I did. Oh, again, I didn't expect them to just demolish them. Like I mean, they embarrass did. them. I mean, really, that's what it was. It was a shame. I take it back to before the series, Tim Duncan, who's not a trash talker, comes out and says, we're going to get him this time. I think he was just speaking of the matter of fact of knowing that they were definitely better than Miami Heat. Again, didn't expect the you know, just the complete thrashing, but they totally whooped them. I mean, How about like my- I say, I mean, it was a, a, if you look at the numbers by the margin of victory in those last three games, it was a, a, a domination of historic proportions. The one caveat against that I LeBron James, the, who I would tout as the greatest player of all time, it's awfully hard to make that case at this point. The though. one caveat I added to that was that if LeBron was to show us a gear which we haven't seen yet. That's the only way the Spurs would have beaten him on five. And he didn't show us. And I don't think... I mean, they got exposed as having zero. Dwayne Wade is, is... I don't know if he's finished... But as what, based on what we saw in the last fortnight, if something doesn't happen over the summer, he's, he is finished. And Chris Bosh is very nice. He's a legitimate all-star. When people define him as some sort of role player, that's, uh, that's understating his value. But still, he 
he's no Scottie Pippen either, if you're talking about who the number two is on all-time teams. Shaq had Kobe. I wouldn't say Chris Bosh rises to the level of what Kobe contributed or what Kevin McHale did to Bird or what uh, Kareem or Worthy meant to Magic and so on. That said, I mean, again, uh, dominant stuff. Final point for me was, again, since LeBron did not take that next step on a personal level, I think we've seen the limit. I think we've seen the best of LeBron James. I think longevity would prove him to be the top three player maybe top two once he's all said and done. But I do not see him, because of what he was not able to do on an individual level in this finals, I cannot see him surpassing Michael Jordan. I just right. can't. Well, listen, I mean, it's the same. It is It is the pristine, it's the argument against Joe Montana. It's almost impossible to make because he has the pristine championship round effort. Montana 4-0. and uh, MJ never lost the finals and was the MVP in every one of the titles he won, I think. I think he got the MVP in every yes, one. Yes, let's, uh, let's talk about a, a another Carolina native and also a former professional Almost kind of looks like him, state. too. Kind of looks like MJ. Well, that's offensive, black tie. I don't like that kind of talk. <laughs> now let's bring him in here, uh, the main man from, from pre-draft. We talked to him quite a bit. Um, you know, he gave us a lot of, uh, lot of interesting thoughts about what the draft was going to be. Then he disappeared for about a week. Then he reemerged. <laughs> then he reemerged on another podcast here from NFL Media, a little-known podcast called the Around the League Podcast. And apparently, Bucky Brooks fell very much in love with some people over there because he turned his back on the Dave Damashek football program. It's Bucky Brooks. What's the poop with you, fellow? What's going on? I, I, I mean, I was muted. Y'all went through the, the yeah. Spurs and yeah. Heat conversation. I just wanted to weigh in. I, That's your I believe, punishment. You're not allowed to. Yeah. I, next subject. I, I, football. I, I, I just can't believe the. Black tie. I can't believe he takes shots at LeBron. I thought LeBron actually stepped up and played well, considering he didn't have any help. I agree. I, like I'm saying, he showed us he was great. I was I was expecting to see a gear we've never seen, and he didn't show that. So I'm just saying, well, yeah, I just, I just don't. there's nothing wrong with being top three, top five ever. I'm just saying I don't ever see I think him. You made Michael Jordan a unicorn. I believe people forget mm-hmm. the epic struggles that Michael Jordan had to go through with the Detroit Pistons and the Celtics and all that. So I think we've he, just kind of anointed him as the guy that just kind of walked through. For the first six, seven, eight years, they wondered mm-hmm. if he would ever win a title as a scoring champion. He, he played in the 80s. Everybody just forgets that, that he just arrived <laughs> on the scene in 91. You're like, no, he was drafted in 84. And he, I think, I he think, was there with Magic yeah, and Bird. I think the Bad Boy documentary really shed light on how tough it was for him to finally win and how they beat him up and how it really takes a team and I think obviously we're in the media now we kind of play on the one man thing and you have to have this one thing we make these kind of momentary judgments on what someone is on their legacy in in the moment but I mean I think when you look at the Heat the fact that they went to four straight finals Hmm. that that says to that only two teams have done it the Celtics and I want to say maybe the Lakers the the Lakers Lakers did did it a long time ago and so the fact they went to four straight says a lot about the guys coming together with LeBron. And even though they were two and two in those events, I mean, Magic was five and four in the finals. I, I listen. I make my case for LeBron have been doing so for the last uh, year or so that I would put him ahead of Michael Jordan. It's hard to make that case this week after after the Heat's again demolition at the hands of of I think that Jordan Spurs a- team. But again, you know. That in the, at least the second three that the that the Bulls won in the nineties, they had Dennis Rodman, who's now in the Hall, Hall of Fame, Hall of Famers, plus Scottie Pippen. The first three and a were, Hall of Fame coach. But here's what I'll say: people forget about this quite a bit. Yeah, they also had Phil Jackson. The the thing that people have rewritten, talk about turning into a unicorn, 
is that the 90s, the perception that the 90s of the NBA were something special is way, way, way off. The 80s is where it's at. The greatest team that I've watched in the NBA is the 80s Lakers. I mean, imagine that. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the the top scorer in the history of the sport, plus James Worthy, plus Byron Scott, plus Magic Johnson. I mean, that's a that's a, a you know a, a group I don't think anybody could beat, including consistently the Boston Celtics of that era with that front line of the Chief and Bird and McHale, plus that rugged uh, backcourt, especially with Dennis Johnson, who if you look back and you watch the late Dennis Johnson now, you think like, well, he's doughy. He had a pot belly. Well, he'd be in shape in, the, in 2014. He wouldn't look like that. He would, he'd, I'm sure he'd be jacked up like all the other NBA players. Point is, the 90s stunk. That was expansion. There were, you know, they, all the rosters were thin. How do you think they won seventy games? I mean, that's, that's all the, the Bulls finally got over the hump and got the, got seventy wins. It's because they were playing the Toronto Raptors and both <laughs> teams like that of the of the nineties. That was not a good era for the for the NBA. I, I can assure you. In the 21st century, the level of ball we're seeing here is far superior to what the 90s was. We have to get past that. People forget that that the David Stern and the NBA very concerned about his plummeting ratings and everything else. So only in the 21st century did that start to turn around when Kevin Durant, LeBron, Carmelo, and all that uh, new generation emerged. All right, Black Tie is pointing at his uh, little rundown here, saying, reminding, I guess, that if this is a football show nominally so let's talk about some football bucky what we've been doing here is we have been putting together by division you mm-hmm. know you know how the pro bowl works i've been fantasy. how many pro bowls did you go to none none zip how many you know it's funny i've never looked up your career stats how is that possible i would not be inquisitive enough to do that I don't know if you would see a lot of stats a lot of kick return stats really maybe a tackle or two how many times you get in the end zone None. You never scored an NFL touchdown. No, nah, preseason wow. doesn't count. Never. That counts. No, you scored in a preseason game. No, I'm letting so. him off the hook. You scored in a preseason game. That's pretty amazing. For which team? I scored on a hitch for the Buffalo Bills. I took a hitch 55 yards. Really? Yeah. Real, Jim little Kelly. screen, and you and you took it. No, nah, I just took it. Just took it. I mean, it's preseason, but yeah. it count. I got. Well, so I got the, yeah. It counts. Did you, did, did you do a dance in the end zone? No, I was so excited. I probably just put the ball down. Do you yeah. remember? Yeah, you don't remember what you did? Not even a spike. No, I didn't spike it. You kept it? Did you keep I the ball? I just did a chill post. Uh, no, because it's preseason. I think at It'd that time. It'd be weird if you said you need to keep that ball. Yeah, because I was thinking I would score a lot of touchdowns in my NFL career. I do have a couple game balls from fun recoveries and stuff like that. Special teams work, but nothing. Did you catch 10 passes in the NFL? No, because I ended up playing defensive back. Oh, that's right. That's right. I was keeping a ball? switch. Only in preseason. None. So, nominal yeah. statistics. Wait, who did you pick? Gosh, Atlanta, was it Jeff? Chris George? Miller? No, it was Matt Schaub. No, it was Matt Schaub. It was the 90s, mid-90s. Well, how young so do you think been, Bucky Brooks is? It might Bucky's been, like 63 it been, years old or something. It might have been Jeff George for the Atlanta Falcons on ah, a deep post route to Mike Haynes. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. That? All right, well, so here's what we're going to do, Buck. We, we, the Pro Bowl splits teams by conference, and mm-hmm. then they now they, they do the Dion versus Jerry Rice draft them thing or pick a, you know pick up style thing. We have refined it to by division because we love to talk about the divisions in season, which one's the best, but a pretty good measure of that is who could put together the best team. We've gone through six so far. You can go back and listen to those podcasts, or you can wait a little while longer. We'll put out all the rosters in full, how, how uh, we perceive them to be. Today, 
like I said earlier, NFC North is the division. And I say at the open here, I like the Packers. I like the Bears. If they could just stay healthy for once, I like the Detroit Lions. And I'm at minimum intrigued by the Minnesota Vikings. Let's start at the top of the list here. Bucky Brooks, we have to choose the sport's most important position, the quarterback. Who are you going with here? Stafford, Cutler, Cutler, Teddy Bridgewater, or the guy who I say, when it's all said and done, will go down in history as the greatest quarterback in the history of the game, greatest Aaron Rodgers. That's what I said. In the history of the game. That's what I said. That's what I said, Bucky. Wow. I mean, <laughs> I mean, let me just I, mean I agree with you on the, on the All-Star team. I would take Aaron Rodgers in the NFC North team, but greatest of all time? Let me just tell I mean, you he's something. a really good player. When I mean, people I don't... say that, when people get people get upset, oh, bah, 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 how could you say that? Because when they were 15-1. Greatest 15 of and all one, time? Just let me just make a case, Steve. Let me just make a quick point to you. And, and, mm-hmm. and when people start doing if, I, I like, well, you know, David Tyree got lucky with that ball on, on the side of his head. If that didn't happen, then the Patriots are without question the greatest dynasty of all time, the greatest team of all time undefeated and all that. Yeah, but, but he did catch it, and it, and it did count. So that if means nothing in this case. All right, but if – Aaron Rodgers receivers against the Giants in Lambeau a couple of years ago when they were 15-1 and in that playoff game. If they didn't all drop the ball, they beat that Giants team. They go on to the Super Bowl, and if the but, Giants could beat the Patriots, so too could the Packers. And if Aaron Rodgers had two Super Bowls right now, that, would, that conversation would be in full throat that he's maybe the greatest of all time. If he had two rings right now, he doesn't. But I mean, you're 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 that afternoon away from that conversation happening. Yeah, but it happened though. So we right. can't if Jay man, Cutler, right. Jay Cutler doesn't get hurt in the NFC Championship right. we don't game, even know. We they don't have to beat the Bears. The Bears could have beaten them and then gone to play the Steelers. Touche. Yeah. Yep. Fair point. And then the Steelers would have seven rings. Well, well that would be. I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not, yeah, know. I'm not sure about that. But at the minimum, he would have zero. So he could, he could just as easily. Have zero as he could have two. Rank, you talk about uh, fantasy, of course, in season, and, and uh, actually later this week, uh, you and the fellows are doing NFL Fantasy Live. We're doing a uh, a summer special. I, you know, Jay Cutler. It's easy to obviously say Aaron Rodgers, but Jay Cutler with those weapons is going to be gangbusters from a fantasy perspective, right? It's true, but he hasn't put together a full season like Jay, or like Aaron Rodgers. He hasn't stayed healthy for a complete season, so. Rightfully so. Everybody's excited about what he can do with another full season with Mark Tressman. It now comes to the point where he has to go out and show it. I mean, they're, they're pass catchers plus Matt Forte plus what is, if you haven't paid attention in the last couple of years, now a good offensive line. Not one that is that can get them by, which previously it could. It's now good. It's now a position well, of strength for that team. I plus, would say. the system is good. Mark Tressman's right. a better coach as opposed to what Mike Martz was running there with the let your quarterback get killed mm-hmm. and then see what happens. Because that was a problem with Warner and Bulger and all those guys getting hurt is that the protection schemes just mm-hmm. didn't seem to be at a premium for a Mike Martz offense. No, Bucky. he always released five. Also, watch Kadeem Carey. Oh, really? oh, I like him, yeah. Ooh. Watch Kadeem Carey. What about, though, Aaron Rodgers, Buck, is – I mean, where do you rank him now in all time? Do you put him in the – is he – am I – do you, you – if you obviously you think I'm over my skis if I'm saying he's – Greatest of all Going to be the best of all time. Well, I mean, listen, let's wait. His trajectory <laughs> statistically indicates that he's going to rank among – that's not an argument you're going to be able to make he's against the, him when he's he, done. he could be one of the best to play, but the greatest A of bum, all time. bum offensive line for the majority of his oh, career. Really. And by the way, too, what do they always talk no about? One, no is one cares about Magic that. Johnson or Michael Jordan or whoever else, oh, he makes the guys around him better. Who's done that more than Aaron Rodgers? Tom Brady. 
well, look, Tom Brady's a, is a great name to throw out there, but uh, but fine, Tom Brady's in the conversation, the best of all time. Greg Jennings, we saw what yeah, but, happened to him last year. Yeah, but I mean, Tom Brady, a lot of guys have gone on. But yeah, but Tom Brady has three Super Bowls, five conference championships, and his team goes to the AFC Championship game every, every season. Every with year. with not a good roster around him. I know, him. but he's been the starting quarterback for twice as long as Aaron Rodgers. So no, I'm just don't saying. we have to give him that time? Yeah, no, but I'm saying, but who, if the measure is makes guys around him better, who's done okay, that when, better when, when than Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers? Drew Brees has, has, has done and when that. Tom Brady he was never in had his... no Jimmy Graham. Aaron Rodgers doesn't have no Jimmy Graham. We've been team. there for a while. That we talked about Jermichael Finley as if he was going to be Jimmy Graham like in his production. All right, but he and isn't. he enjoyed it. Yeah, but I'm saying we talked about him back when he was in his prime and his hey. Day. We talked about him like we talked about Jimmy Graham. That's true. All right. Well, but, and, and also, when Tom Brady, how many years has Aaron Rodgers been the starting quarterback for the Packers? What is Four? It, six now? No, more than that. So Tom Brady had already had three Super Bowls. Aaron Rodgers has one. I, well, look, I hear that about a lot of different quarterbacks early in their careers that they benefit from a great defense, whether it's Terry Bradshaw, Ben Roethlisberger, or anybody else. I mean, Tom Brady certainly rode that defense in the early years. It's not a coincidence that they haven't won a Super Bowl in 10 years since Brewski and McGinnis and those fellas moved on. But so. then remember that Green Bay Packers defense when they won it, they were one of the top defenses in the National Football League. They yeah. finished within the top five. They may have been one mm-hmm. overall. So it's not like the quarterback just carried him solely on the strength of his right arm to the Super Bowl. I think you give him credit for what he's done, but it takes a full team. I think we need to kind of get away from the narrative that the quarterback does it all. You have to have the best quarterback with a standout defense. Oh, I've moved on from that. Buck. Yeah. Listen, the last all, anybody who wants to argue that hey, I'll give me the best quarterback and we'll go from there. Well, I point you towards the last three Super Bowl champs. Eli Manning, Joe Flacco, and Russell Wilson, who still has mm-hmm. some uh, growing to do as, as great as he's looked in his first couple of years. All right, so we'll go Aaron Rodgers, and Jay Cutler's our backup, right? We're not going Stafford over over Cutler, are we? I'm going Cutler. Yeah, I would go, go with Cutler. Okay. Wide receiver, this is an easy one. Is boy, it? oh boy, this is what a, what a, what a collection. We'll go Calvin Johnson. Yeah. Then we'll, and then we just go with the two Bears uh, guys, and who's going to stop that trio? You like that we're not going to put Jordy I was going to say, Jordy Nelson, if, you're, if you have Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers as your quarterback and you want to run that back shoulder fade, that he's, I mean. Could we make the argument about Jordy Nelson and Alshon Jeffrey? Alshon had a great year, but Jordy Nelson has been pretty consistent as a Pro Bowl kind of player. All right, I leave it to back. you, fellas. Okay, no, we're definitely saying. going Megatron. We're definitely going Brandon Marshall. And by the way, do we need anything? Well, maybe we'll just play with ten guys. How about no definitely. tight end? Let's leave the tight end off and go with four receivers. Great point there by Rank, hmm. though. If everybody's your, your quarterback, having Jordy Nelson for the back shoulder feed. Bucky, I, I don't know if there's any wide receiver quarterback combination that does it as good as those guys, I mean, right? They're nice. I mean, they're, they're one of the tops at doing it. They really have a, a, a knack. And you want to give a guy, particularly when you're dealing with a quarterback in an all-star setting, you want to make sure the quarterback is comfortable. So having his number one receiver on the roster would certainly make him comfortable. Done and done, then. So Calvin Johnson, Brandon Marshall, Jordy Nelson. Do we want to go with Rank? Frank's idea of going tight endless. That almost feels unfair to me since everybody else has been held to We're that here standard. To win. I hear you, but let's do it just for the sake of the conversation, if nothing else. Eric Ebron, the youngster, going number nine there. Do we go for going to the Lions? I expect big things out of him. And, you know, to, to further that point, I say in, in a division with the Packers and Bears, you get caught up on those two. 
But what about the Lions this year? What do you think, Buck? What's your, what's your familiarity with uh, Jim Caldwell as a head man? I know him really well. Uh, I had a chance to go to Bears minicamp last week. I mean, not Bears, Lions minicamp last week and watch those guys practice. Jim Caldwell is going to have a team that's very fundamental and disciplined, but they're going to put a lot of onus on that offense to really light it up. Uh, Lombardi comes in using really the New Orleans Saints offense, really trying to open it up, give the ball to multiple weapons. Reggie Bush should have a big year in that offense. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Calvin Johnson will be moved around and used a lot. And then it's on the young tight end to figure out if he can develop quick enough where they can use him. They still have a lot of expectations and hopes in Brandon Pettigrew. But when you draft Eric Ebron high in the draft, he has to be a guy that factors in the mix. Yeah, they how quickly, how quickly he can really learn that system will really tell whether he can be a contributor this year. Forgive the, uh, the ignorance, but... When people say, I, I feel like people throw that out as it as though it's a valid point. But when you hear, well, they you know the Lions brought in Golden Tate, so now you can't double cover Calvin Johnson. Is that true? Does that actually hold any water, especially with zone, when 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 the uh, secondaries are, are playing some variation on a zone anyway? When people say that, isn't that too easy to throw that nonsense out? That, well, you can't double cover that guy. It's easy to throw that out there. I don't think Golden Tate is enough to to dissuade me from double teaming Calvin Johnson. Mm-hmm. When you're talking about the Bears duo with Alshon Jeffrey and Brandon Marshall, both guys being legitimate number one type players, yeah. And then you have to pick and choose how you want to send your double, which guy you want to double team on a play, but. With the Lions, it begins and ends with Calvin Johnson. You'll live with Golden Tate having 100 yards because you don't believe that he can carry that passing game and really hurt you. But Calvin Johnson, you know how explosive he is. You're willing to make sure you take him out the mix and let someone else find a way to beat you. So we have Ebron. Martellus Bennett and Kyle Rudolph are probably the best. Well, yeah, definitely the best name since Aaron Rodgers is trying to convince a basketball player uh, from UK to, <laughs> uh, or from KU, I should say, to come and uh, be tight end for his team. Kyle Rudolph, by Wait, the didn't way, they sign, didn't they sign the guy from Oregon? Um, that is one to watch, Colt Lairla. Yeah, 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 Colt Lairla. Um, God, I don't want to bring Not exactly up. the greatest kid or just based on track He has some stuff. He has, some, he has yeah. some background issues. He has some character issues. But Green Bay is the perfect spot for him to really deal with those things. It's away from everything. It's isolated. It's a small-town feel. He'll be able to kind of blend in and just kind of be a guy there and not really have the distractions of maybe being a big metropop, uh, metropolis. But what I like about Colt Lairla, he is a dynamic athlete. He was an all-state running back and linebacker in high school coming out of Hillsboro, uh, Oregon. He goes to Oregon, really is dynamic. If you really looked at what he did at Oregon, he did a lot of the same things. I hate to bring this because I don't want to bring this imagery, but did a lot of the same things that Aaron Hernandez did as a player in terms of hmm. in the backfield, spread out, can run around. He's a super athlete, and so they're really getting a guy who could be a steal. He is one to watch, and he could give – than what they had when Jermichael Finley was playing well. He's someone that I would keep an eye on. Yeah, I hate that. And it's, of course, the Packers are the team that gets him. And he's going to be amazing. He'll be a pro bowler in two years. Grace Matt Money Smith says that uh, your uh, cohort from, uh, from college football, 365 or 24-7, or both. Um, uh, podcast <laughs> and, uh, a couple times. Beforehand, um, says that uh, Lairla was nothing less than the most talented tight end of this entire class, it was just his character issues that uh, made him um, fall out of uh, the, I mean, you, the seven you, rounds. Yeah, you get caught snorting coke in the middle of the football season. It's hard to overcome that from a character standpoint. But from a physical tool set, Better than absolutely. Eric Ebron. 
Oh, he's probably he's more talented. You look at the Wait combine numbers. You look at the combine numbers. He's more talented as wow. an athlete than Eric Ebron. Similar class wise in terms of what they bring to the table, but he's every bit as good as Eric Ebron, Ebron was as a prospect. Ebron looks to me it's high praise because just you know using the eyeballs, it looks to me like uh, like he's Vernon Davis two point oh. Not not, not as is, a not blocker, as, not as, as fast, catcher. not as fast, not as explosive. But he is freakishly talented. He has a nice feel for getting things done, catching the ball. Has some inconsistencies that show up sometimes making plays, but Colt Lairla, you look at his combine workout, his numbers, I mean, this guy is a pretty remarkable athlete, and he showed flashes of being a terrific player at Oregon. If his head is on straight, Mike McCarthy's going to have a lot of fun di- diagramming wow. all kinds of plays for this guy Bucky to be a playmaker. Brooks sounds like he's falling in love. Anyway, what were oh, you saying there, Ryan? No, I was just going to make a point about these party guys. It's always it, it always seems to go one or two ways. You have think of Matt Jones back when he went to Jacksonville yeah. out of Arkansas, but then there's some others who've gone and done pretty well. I think of Chris Carter is the one that immediately jumps to mind. So for an undrafted guy who you're not risking a whole lot, this is a great move for the Packers. And as I said moments ago, two years, he'll be in the Pro Bowl. Well, there's another guy who they did risk a lot. They used a first-round pick on him. Some people in Cleveland are concerned about the <laughs> summertime habits of uh, of their would-be quarterback there. <laughs> I love the stack. I didn't love it. I didn't think it was funny. I, he, he's not going into comedy probably, Johnny Football, with his uh, – uh, is not so hysterical little video from a bathroom in a strip club, I think, with his stack of ones. But I do still say, and I know I'm, I'm already getting a little uh, queasy for the sake of Browns fans. I'm getting a little bit. All right, so every weekend is Vegas. I mean, you have to always do something. I, I'm I'm down for a young guy having his fun. Like I always say, I'm under no delusion that Peyton Manning or Tom Brady, especially when they were in their early 20s, but left the practice field and, and uh, spent the night in front of the TV eating ice cream with sprinkles on it. But I, but on the other hand, I don't know that he needs to be out and about every weekend, Johnny Football. He, may, he might want to temper some of that. So maybe not really? at least put the – maybe he doesn't have to put it out on social media. Maybe that is the thing. But I don't even do. know if it's him putting it out. I believe everyone is looking at No, that's Johnny him making Gazelle. the video. Yeah, him. I mean, but I'm, but I'm saying we hear about it way too much. I think he has I to kinda, I agree. Ultimately. His level of celebrity, they always kind of bring him so, out and kind of make Sure. But I think about that, you know, but at the same time, I look at my last couple of weekends during the Kings playoff run. And I'm like, yeah, I'm in no, I'm in I'm no position ju- to judge. He can do whatever he wants. The only problem with it is, is if they are, if he gets the starting gig, let's say for whatever, in, in late September, or early October, I think he might get it even before that. But let's say they give it to him and he stinks it up for two weeks. He throws seven picks in two weeks, and they lose games and everything. That's when it will come back to bite him. People will say, you see, see, that's when the snowball will start to, to mount against him, I fear. Maybe, I, I don't care what he does. I, I couldn't care less. A lot of guys out and about. A lot of NFLers out and yeah, about. I agree. Summertime. That's what I say. Of course. Why would I mean, if you, if you go down in the South Bay, because our researcher, Bill Sedell, who works on NFL Fantasy Life, lives in the South Bay, and he, he was there, and during the entire Kings play, Playoff, during the season, when those guys aren't playing, they're on the they're on the shore, just drinking and hanging out and having a good time. I know, it's doing a, whatever. It's just one of those things. News flash for everybody who resides up on Mount Pius and looks down and tisks tis, and tisks tisks about all this, uh, fellas like ladies and, uh, and, and and young fellas that are in in optimal physical condition and have some loot in their pocket, they tend to do well with ladies. <laughs> You know, so uh, so you know. So stop know being queasy. It's a. I'm not. I'm just saying. I get it that, that people. If he stinks <laughs> it up, that that that, that gotcha. it will come back to bite him. So tight end. What are we going? Ebron, Bennett, 
Rudolph, and I started to say Kyle Rudolph weighed in on our NFL Cup uh, series that's uh, up there on the .com right now. He is Team Cincinnati. He celebrated that. I'm sorry for Rudolph and his pals, though. Cincinnati could not uh, win their first-round matchup. They're out of the tournament. Oh, no. I, I, think, I think Rudolph is the one to watch. Kyle I think Kyle Over Rudolph Penity. is the one to watch. Yeah, I, I believe. Go Big back call. and look at North Turner's history. North Turner quickly transformed Jordan Cameron into a pre- pro bowler. You look at Antonio Gates' prime years. They were under North Turner. When he was healthy, he got him a lot of touches, a lot of mm. touches and targets, particularly down in the red zone. Kyle Rudolph would be a guy that puts up big, big, big numbers. Interesting. Nice. And, who's, and that's a, so that's good fantasy advice. Who's going to get that starting gig, do you think? Teddy Bridgewater, Castle? I think Teddy Bridgewater is on the fast track to get it. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised to see Matt Castle start, but Teddy Bridgewater will be in the lineup for the majority of the season. I'm going to defer to Bucky on that one because I was ready to go Martellus Bennett, but when you start talking about the North Turner influence, yeah, it's hard to ignore. I wish I could, I wish I could pull up the, the stats. I, I wrote about it in our coordinators piece, but, no, but you, the stats for the tight ends under North Turner are ridiculous. We'll go all, yeah. the way, all the go, way back. All the way back. Novacek, Antonio Gates, Jordan Cameron. Hmm. He has a, a feel for featuring the tight end in the middle of the field. This should be a huge year for Kyle Rudolph in the middle. I like how Bucky pretends like, oh, the numbers, I wish I had them in front of me because I wrote about them. Everybody here knows Bucky Brooks equals prima donna. Right. Somebody, right. Some underling, some researcher writes the piece, then Bucky Brooks slaps my name, puts his name That's on right. it, and takes the glory. Mike Coppinger it. is writing it for him. <laughs> Um, all right, so we're going Kyle Rudolph there. I like the idea of a, a, a more physical guy who can uh, help us out with some blocking on this team. Running back, boy, oh, boy, what a team this is. Adrian Peterson, Matt Forte, Eddie Lacy, Reggie Bush. I guess I'll say Joey Bell as well, but he ain't cracking in there. Who are we going with rank? I start with you. Can we go? Anybody else other than Adrian Peterson? Well, do we want to know? Maybe we should jump to the end well, of the again. novel here because we started pick, because we picked the coach as well. You could go Mark Tressman, who is more wizardly, but you know Mike McCarthy's been doing it for longer to you know with great results himself. So we're going with that, and I think we'll use uh, Zimmer as our defensive coordinator. We'll, we'll bring <laughs> well, him in to just uh, No, you wouldn't that. allow me to do that with one of the other divisions. I know. I wanted but, to do well, that. But, all right, you're, you're right, you're right. So it'll but be they this still, guy's staff. Wait, wait, is Ray Horton the – no, 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 he went down He's to Tennessee. Tennessee. So, you know, you can easily make a case for Matt Forte if you want to run kind of a spread-out offense. Well, and you that think matters of like, if we have Tressman or McCarthy. I'm going to say McCarthy. He's been there longer. He's and won he's a Super Pittsburgh. Bowl. He's been he's from Pittsburgh, too. I'm, I'm going to throw a curveball. Because all those running backs that we listed are old. They're older running backs. So I'm going to go with the young guy, maybe Eddie Lacy. You're kidding Lacy. me. Absolutely. No. Absolutely. By the way, I say no. Mike McCarthy, the great coach, is from Pittsburgh, PA. Mm-hmm. The greatest coach who spent time in Pittsburgh, PA, with all due respect to Mike Tomlin and Bill Cower and the uh, many other guys who fr- are from Pittsburgh or spent time in Pittsburgh, John Fox and all those guys. Uh, Chuck Noll, the Emperor Chaz Noll. We lost him on Friday, and then we wake up on Monday morning to find out the West Coast lost a legend of its own in Tony Gwynn. Too much, too much death. Enough with the death for 2014. But Chuck Knoll, oh, I, I wrote a piece, and Judy Batista wrote a piece. There's stuff up there on NFL.com if you want to read it. But, uh, you know, I, what's to be said about it uh, when we're buzzing through this here? But, uh, yeah, go look up all that stuff if you want to uh, lament the loss of that. To me, the most underrated head coach, at least. 
you know, he's a you know, Hall of Famer and all that, but four out of six ain't jive. I mean, I, it is interesting. His name is not mentioned with Shula Landry. When they start ranking the greatest coaches of all time, Walsh, um, Lombardi, it, his name does get left off. No, right? Isn't that, or is that Probably my perception? Probably, he's a, he's, on, he's understated. Understated. He didn't really bring a lot of attention to himself. And he vanished. He, he did not do like Madden, right? He didn't right. go to the booth or anything. Like, he just, when he retired, that was it. He vanished in the city of Pittsburgh. He wasn't even out and about in Pittsburgh all that often. And you you actually mentioned it at the top of your piece that you did. We're talking about how Tom Lane, he didn't wear a fedora, which – Seems like a little bit of a throwaway line, but did help in the image of Tom Landry and the image of the Dallas Cowboys to where a lot of people feel that Tom Landry would be a, a better coach, but he lost two Super Bowls to Chuck Knoll. He didn't, you know, and Chuck Knoll had, like you said, right. four in six years. And he built those teams, too. He handpicked those guys that the, the team was built around, Joe Green. And he was and given Bradshaw, a chance, too. Blunt. Yeah, As you said, it took him three years to get that going. Would they have been able to do that? In any so. other era. That's an interesting point. I think he went 1-13 in 69 with Mean Joe, and then he brought in Bradshaw, who obviously did not walk in the door and suddenly turned the, the <laughs> fortune around by himself. Took him a long time. So, all right, back to uh, back to this stuff. I, uh, Eddie Lacy, I can't sign off on that, Buck. I won't do it. And we are doing this going into 2014. That's it's right. not past deeds. But until Adrian Peterson shows that he is diminished, we have to stay with him. If we put him out there in the first couple series – he don't look right. Then we'll then we'll go get Eddie Lacy or even Matt Forte or maybe Reggie Bush. How say you rank? Not Reggie Bush. It's between Adrian Peterson and Matt Forte, depending on the offense that you want to run. As a Bears fan, maybe I'll just stick with Matt Forte. I'm happy with him. You know, Matt Forte, his peers on the NFL Top 100 list of 2014 had Matt Forte way down in the 90s. He wasn't happy about it. I wasn't happy about it. I think there are eight or nine different running backs listed ahead of him. That's loco in my book. So, But you're still saying, Buck, Lacey over Forte and Peterson. I'm sorry. I have to step in here and veto both of you. It's got to be Peterson. I, he's on track. I don't think he'll ever get there because, like you say, the uh, you know the the life cycle of an NFL At running point, back is is left. But he's on pace to break all the records. Off. All those carries, all those carries. At some point, black tie weigh in. You break the tie. Guys, I gotta go. As I put down here on the on my copious notes here, is I asked the question: Is Peterson past his prime? And Probably. I mean. He probably is, but I don't think Eddie Lacy. I think she'll think is more dynamic than any running back on this list. Eddie Lacy is more dynamic. How many times did you see him run? for No, Peterson is more dynamic. Yes, exactly. So I'll go with him. I'll go Peterson first, and Matt Forte, who's vastly underrated. He's you know great catching out the backfield, solid speed, has good moves. After probably after Lashawn McCoy, he probably has the best moves. I you know at first blush I thought well of course it's Peterson, but you guys all make interesting cases for your guys. Black tie, put it out with the hashtag DDFP, and let's let uh, let's let the Czech Republic uh, rank amateurs and uh, black sheep decide this thing once and for all. all Adrian right. Peterson, Forte, Lacey. Let's even keep Bush in there. Offensive line, Bucky, I'll defer to you. I have no idea. I know it's not the Packers. No, it's not the Packers. I mean, the Bears got better. I would be okay with the Bears. I thought they did a good job uh, up front. I would go with them. Uh, Minnesota's offensive line is pretty good, though. 
Maybe Minnesota. Maybe I go with Minnesota. You make the decision unless rank you wish to weigh in on I, this one. You know, I, I, I got, like I I got, I got Matt Khalil. I have Phil Lodo to have a good inside. I, I'm going to go with the Minnesota Vikings offensive mm-hmm. line. How about that? I'll yeah, let you. Minnesota have something on this team. <laughs> well, they might get the running back. But, yeah. Well, and they got Kyle Rudolph. How about that for an upset, come to think of it? We just went through this this powerhouse offense. The Vikings got, their, uh, got a tight end in it. Um, might get the running back, and they're going to have the offensive line. Well, the Vikings were just two If years we from- did special teams, uh, Patterson might be the return man, yeah, right? Cordero. Oh, yeah. No, we got Randall Cobb, right? No. But Patterson. Cordero, Cordero Patterson. Is Flash. Flash. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, really. Not even close. By the way, uh, is Dree Archer going to be in the Pro Bowl as a kick returner? Is your pal Daniel Jeremiah is forecasted? Is that what he says? He says yes. he's Pro Bowl. Yes, he is. He's intriguing. I know. He's little. He's, he's going to get hurt. It's hard for little guys. It's a big man's Deshaun game. Deshaun Jackson looks down on him. Laughs at how small he is. All right, let's get to the defense. So it's the Vikings offensive line. Now we got to get to the linebackers. And I don't like to play favorites. Wait a second. Yes, I do Wait, like I was to play say, favorites. That's exactly that's what my you like game. A.J. Hawk has to be in there. He's our main man. He uh, won the Shecky Award for the what? best guest. How can we leave him out? That would be a slap in his face. Love A.J. Hawk. Where's as our us? honor? As does Adam Rank, but look at this list. This probably is the strongest <laughs> I mean, position I mean, group. And he's of, the first one you pick, the first yeah, one off that's, the playground. Wow, that's exactly. Now we have three spots left. That's, 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 that's too wild. I think even, I think even <laughs> AJ will understand. That's the problem, AJ. Will, I don't even understand. think he would pick himself first. Of course he wouldn't. He's a good guy. But <laughs> no, that's, that's the what, thing. That's, that's, Hawk that's, he's in. That's the thing. Why don't we? Oh, because we don't get we don't have a phone line in here. Oh, I was going to say we should call Hawk up for this, but the phones aren't working in this studio. Here. We'll be soon. We'll be soon. Yeah. Um, we could how have... about his uh, his flaxen hair doppelganger in the linebacker spot for those Packers? Clay Matthews has to be there, right? We start with him. Yeah, I, how about that, Buck? We'll start have, with Clay. I have Clay Matthews in there. Yes. Julius Peppers. We're counting him as an OLB in the three four. He is OLB. That's what they have a list, man. Oh, they did. They're gonna. Yeah, he's outside. They they're booking. All right. So we'll go with. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. They're not going with. I didn't know that they're, so they're both going to be essentially the as both they say, stand-up, stand-up guys. guys on the outside. Part of the intrigue for him to go to the Green Bay Packers is he's always wanted to be a stand-up linebacker in a 3-4 scheme so he can run around and use his athleticism. Oh, yeah. yeah really? so no, he and won't will be that inside. work? Yeah, I think he'll. Four years ago. Yeah, no, I think Who's going to have the better juice. year, him or Jared Allen? Let's go straight sack totals. Who's going to have more sacks? I would say the Green Bay Packers because they're more likely no, to play with you. Yeah. individual I'm talking about. Yeah, no, I'm saying I'm going to go with the Packers. I'm going to go with Pep. Peppers is going to have more sacks. Yeah, seven and a half had a bad year last year. Now you finally put him on the opposite side of a legitimate pass rusher. He now gets to work against an inferior offensive lineman. He'll What's your guess, Rank? He'll have ten. How I many did John Abraham have last year? Like ten or eleven? A lot, yeah. Oh, he can match that. I'm going to go with Jared Allen. Jared he Allen. continues. We to also enjoy him on the show too. If we're doing it just based on who we've had fun conversations with, it would be no question, Jared Allen. Of course, Peppers has never joined us on the program. No, can they stop anybody? Though? Can the Bears stop anybody? Yeah, Does I they have think enough, so. Did they you have enough not opportunities? Did to you just get up not when you were talking about like the alt or the the greatest cornerback duos? You were talking about how good the Bears were. They are because they produce turnovers. Yes. Okay. So they'll be able to stop. Yes, so don't contradict yourself. That's not contradicting myself because they can produce turnovers. They produce turnovers that's on their, their limited opportunities. That's so now their D. we're saying that Jared Allen's going to be able to get to the quarterback. They won't have any yes. second and third and long situations. They can't stop the run. 
So are we going? No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's not right. true. Well, they, they did they've okay. Changed. They've picked up a couple of guys. Lamar there. Houston now is, is, is there. He's Aaron a, Donald's in there. He's, no, Aaron Donald's in St. Louis. Or oh, Sorry, not Aaron Donald, but um, no, the guy they have, drafted. Yeah, Ferguson and Will Sutton. Those little dudes, they're going to blow them off the ball. No, no, no. They rank is right. I, I, uh, neither one of Why them is coming up with the name. They don't have anybody in there. They, no, no, the no. Guy they definitely have another tackle that they added to replace Melton. They did no. in the draft, yes. Why am I? I mean, Ego Ferguson. Right. And then they drafted Will Sutton. Yeah. Okay. They All didn't right, sign so they anybody. It up. No, not, yeah. not enough to stop the run. Oh, come on. So who are our linebackers? Let's go with four. I listen. I'm underwhelmed. I think we get, we have plenty of room for our pal. DeAndre Bob. Levy needs to be in the conversation. DeAndre Levy, Stephen Tullock, Lance Briggs, Chad Greenway, Anthony Barr, too many Vikings. This is supposed to be a powerhouse team. How many purple-clad guys are we going to have in it? Still have to see Tony Barr play a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I know. We'll go Clay Based Matthews on this level. for sure. Julius Peppers for sure. For sure. Levy and Hawk. I'm sorry, Stephen Tullock. You don't make the you don't make the team. Chad Greenway? You're just going to overlook Chad I Greenway like that? Chad just passed over Chad right, Greenway. And Lance choose. Briggs. And Lance Briggs. I did. No, All wait. Right. Lance a- Briggs is an automatic. A.J. Hawk over Lance Briggs. I mean, since we're giving out career achievement awards, evidently. Well, listen, loyalty counts for something. Hawk <laughs> has been good to this show, and frankly, I don't want to have the discussion with him that uh, that he didn't make the cut, that he didn't get into okay. the, the team. If he doesn't make this team, what team's he going to make? No. You understand? I, uh, yeah, no. All right, we're going with AJ Hawk. Briggs, you want Briggs in there that badly? No, I would say DeAndre Levy over Briggs. Oh, so Are you really going with AJ Hawk, Damashek? I just did. Let's, we're trying to win here, Shaq. We're I trying think we to have win. A and team with Hawk in there or out. I don't know who's going to beat this team. So Clay Peppers, DeAndre Levy. <laughs> Man, no love for Chad Greenway. Just because out of context, people will get very upset when they see it. When they see it online and they see AJ Hawk's name listed ahead of others, people will send uh, bilious uh, emails and tweets and such. All right. right. The cornerbacks, Peanut. I like Sam Shields over uh, – uh, what do you think there? Uh, we'll go with three, I'm going we'll with go the Bears. I'm going with the Bears duo. So we'll go Tillman, Jennings, and Williams or Shields. Well, you said just pick two, right? No, well, I pick say him. we pick three. Oh, Let's so put Kyle do. Fuller in there too just for fun. <laughs> just take the whole back yeah. Bears secondary. What <laughs> with Chris Houston, by the way, with the with a defense that ain't exactly deep in the back end there? Why, I mean, would, why just, would they kick him to the curb? He's like just that? okay. Like, let's not make him out to All be right. something that he's not. He's just okay. And they believe that Darius Slay can be a really good player. Right. Second-year player out of Mississippi State, they think he has a chance to be really so good. So we're only going to pick two here, Black Tie, even though we have three wide receivers. All right, so we'll go Peanut, Jennings, Sam Shields. Is that fair to everybody? Sure. Safety. This is the only place where we're going to have a little bit of trouble here. Do we immediately put HaHa into there? I think so. HaHa makes the team as a rookie, sight unseen, and who else? Harrison Smith? I think Harrison Smith. It's a weak division as safety. Yeah, but, you know, every division has at least one weak position. This is is a weak division as safety. But you know what? With those corners that we have out there, we're in good shape. And that D, the pass rush we're going to get. A.J. Hawk making big tackles everywhere all over the field. <laughs> I can't wait to see that. And our D-line, Jared Allen and the Bears, Indomitian Sue and the Lions, to me this depends greatly on what we see. Keep in mind, Ziggy Ansah has barely played football. 
and he rose up. It was a you know it was a year and a half or so ago that the buzz really started to 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 you know get louder and louder on this guy. And he barely has played, and, but yet he's so dominant. And he was is he a first round draft pick? He went from that to being like is he the first overall pick kind of talk a year or so ago. Injuries, you know, uh, uh, an, a little bit of a implosion there with uh, with uh, Coach Schwartz and everything. So, all that being said, is that the key to? Uh, can can Detroit be better? Can they be a playoff team if Ziggy Ansa? How good could he be, and then make that defensive line collectively that much better? Because Sue presumably would fare much better if if. Uh, I mean, they're Ansa. talented. They're probably the most talented unit in the division. Uh, fairly Sue. You have Ansa. Uh, you have a number of guys that they roll in there. I think they'll be far more aggressive. They'll blitz more, which would create one-on-one opportunities for Sue and Fairley on the inside. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Ansa had eight sacks last year, which led all rookies. I'm pretty sure of that stat. And so he's still trying to figure out how to play the NFL game. I think I would have to give them the nod in terms of just their overall depth and what they bring to the table. Rank, do you wish to attempt to make a case for the Bears? Nope. Nope. All right. So we'll go with the uh, Detroit Lions. And finally, what is the coach going to be? Oh, we've decided Mike McCarthy. McCarthy, By yeah. a whisper. But if we did break it out into coordinators, Tressman is the OC and Mike Zimmer is the defensive coordinator. Even on the coaching front, this is a dominant division. And let's decide this. Well, we got to go back and do all the jerseys and stadiums we want these games for. Just to recap, so far the reaction division. on Twitter for, for running backs – is definitely Adrian Peterson. I knew it would be. Of course, they ask would be. the fans. Of course, they're going to ask. They're, they're going to say. Some people Peterson. respond. Is this a joke? That's that was your Tweeted response. Tweeted at Matt Forte. This is his chance for. Uh, for <laughs> he wasn't happy about the top one hundred. This is uh, this will make everything right. What is the best uniform rank? I start with you. Chicago Bears. Even with the blue pants on the road, those aren't good. If they had the white pants on Wait, the road, can we with the white can we jerseys, mix and match it? Well, they don't do it, so it's hard for us to say to, to we, presume we that their, we can do that if they don't do it. Can we use their throwback uniforms? The orange. I love when they have the big orange those numbers. Nice. I do Such like a great those. uniform. Yeah, Packers are nice. Lions look Packers good, but not classic. as good as they did when we were growing up. Packers are right. a classic. Well, so are the Bears. So are the Bears. Uh, what do you mean? It's a classic. classic. I'm going with rank on this one. I'm going to say that... In what hel- what helmet are, are they wearing? Are they wearing the C? Are they wearing the old school throwback unit? Like, well, I like when they wear the C without the orange inside. It's just the plain the white, white C. C. It's the Gale Sayer C. But, mm-hmm. I mean, the Vikings used to have good ones, too, but then they spoiled I like them the, as well. I like the Vikings with the gray face mask. No, the white face mask. Delmont Rashad, uh, Tommy Kramer. No, I don't like that. The gray. No, that's better. That's I like better. the gray. I Several like the teams Allen need page. to go with that white like face that. mask. Several teams need to go back to that. All right, so that's that, and it is the Chicago Bears who have the best uh, uniform in the division of great uniforms. And we got to go Lambeau Field, come to think of it. That's not a conversation. We're not putting it in either Minnesota or Detroit, so it's Chicago Stadium with the giant walk set inside a Soldier Field or classic Lambeau. Lambeau. Slam dunk there. All right, Bucky Brooks, what a pleasure to see you. Thanks for having me. I had a good time, guys. Say hi to your friends uh, from around the league. I will. I'll make sure I go do that. I'm going to hold see if I can guess I wonder them. what Greg Rosenthal's up to right now. Dan Hansers is so funny. Oh, he's so insightful. He's such a jealous oh, girlfriend. You're the jealous, you're the jealous he's so girlfriend. He's so smart about football. <laughs> Matter of fact, Bucky, since I'm the producer on that show now, I'm actually have you on on uh, Wednesday or Friday show. You know? That's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> it's Try all coming right. apart at the seams. All right. So, so when do we get our new producer? 
No, I'm staying. Why? I'm staying. You guys, it's all part of the plan. I'm a double agent now. You know, double just because those guys were getting pretty big, so you know, I'm in there to sort of sabotage everything. No, nah, that's. I feel he's been on a three-year sabotage run here. <laughs> Let Black Tie know. That's, that's a great equalizer. Black Tie's now going in there, and he's going to take them down. Just I'm kidding. I'm just guys. waiting till he pulls out the just NWO kidding. T-shirt. Like, yeah, I told you guys all along. Like, all right, Bucky. Uh, hey, you. you would, I wonder if you would have been on the uh, on the Charlotte team if uh, if you know back in the day. We're going to talk right now about the NFL Cup. You know, that's our we put everybody back on their hometown teams. Charlotte had a good team. They did not survive their first round matchup. Man, I don't, I don't know if I want to be on that team, but yeah. I, would, I would claim. All right, so you get out of here, Bucky Brooks, and in steps now researcher extraordinaire who helped uh, didn't help. It pretty much is more his thing than it is mine. The uh, the great uh, talented research department at NFL Media, led by this guy. Bill Smith on the NFL Cup. What's the poop with you, fella? Not much. How's it going? I'm swell. I'm swell, especially as I look over how this thing came together. Rank, you're stepping out now, too? Yes. i got to go to arbitration now. Oh, it's salary arbitration time where I can sit there and they can tell me how terrible I've been. And hey, before you go, Rank, real right. quick, what's, uh, what's your birth date again? December 10th. We put it out there on the last podcast. We did uh, who has the best... Uh, who shares a birthday most with, with the best celebrities? Oh. I feel mine is pretty hard to beat. Oh no, no, no! Mine's terrible, and I'm close to being on that list. Well, like just, one day, the just, local radio station they have here, Ralph Garman on K Rock, always reads through like, "Hey, today's celebrity birthdays." One year. Adam Rank is going to be on December 10th. Because I'm not far away. Now that Michael Clark Duncan is gone, I'm battling Raven Simone. Well, he still counts. He doesn't have no, to be alive no, 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 to no. count. It's got to be somebody alive. So I've got, like, Raven Simone, the girl from the Partridge family. How about this? you and got that's Matt about Forte. It. It's a sign from above. You have Emily Dickinson. You have Bobby Flay. Like the celebrity old, like, chef. Like, way back, yes. If you go dead guy's birthdays. I really don't know who a lot of these people are. Susan Day. Susan Day, uh, the Partridge family, yeah. The Partridge family. Nia Peebles. Okay. See? (laughs) See, right? So Kenneth Kenneth Branagh is good. Yeah, they never list Matt Forte on that list because they usually go as celebrities, but it's like, yeah, so. Sports-wise, oh. I'll never make it. Illinois but. politician Rod Blagojevich. Oh, yeah. Dion Waiters of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah, that's pretty Oh, sad. that's awful. I'm I close. would like to point out, though, John Willett, a.k.a. Uh, at uh, Magenta Placenta, he has on August 18th Bobby Redford, Ed Norton, Roberto Clemente, Jeremy Shockey, and Patrick Swayze. That's a good one. There is that's one. excellent one. And there's one I believe it's coming up. Because I'm always fascinated by this as well, where there's an all-star day that can't be matched. I know well, yours, I listen, yours was close. Is, here's, here's what mine goes. And, Bill, you're a researcher. See if uh, you can but research But just a, this is a good note this. to give out to the people. Send us your birthday yeah, celebrity mates. Hashtag DDFP. We'll decide on the best one. It's not concluded yet, but I just want to bring you up to speed. The gold standard in my book is my own. June 11th, I go Vince Lombardi. Mm-hmm. Arguably the greatest coach. I guess I know that all things are arguable, as I like to point out. But all right, Vince Lombardi, Joe Montana, to me the best quarterback of all time. Adrian Barbeau from Cannonball Run and Swamp Thing. <laughs> I love how you saved the best for last. Keep going. Shia LaBeouf of the Transformers. Also a plagiarist, but go ahead. Right. Um, Jacques Cousteau, Pioneer of the Sea. And best of all, perhaps, the still living murderous 
Tyrion Lannister. Spoiler David. alert, but okay. I don't care. So what? You should, no, if you care about the show, you should be up to speed. Was that the guy from Nip Tuck? Point is, if anyone can beat Who? Dave's birthday. The Peter Dick. Yeah, he's. Peter Dinkley. Oh, he I never was, saw that. Yeah, yeah. Nip if Tuck. anyone can beat Dave's birthday, we will here on the DDFP oh, send you a birthday present. There's going to be plenty. At OMG, the best one. throws out on May 16th Pierce Brosnan and Janet Jackson, Thurman Thomas, Megan Fox, another Transformers The person. best we get, we'll celebrate their birthday. Liberace, Tori Spelling, Danny Trejo, Henry Fonda, and Wee Man. All right, that doesn't rise to this. Whoa, Our whoa, pal, whoa. That, that beats yours. It does not. Wee Shame Man. on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wee Man beats. I got Lombardi Boy. <laughs> Sarah Peters at Indy Sarah. Uh, Matt Castle and Matt Ryan on May 17th. That nope. That also doesn't rise Sorry, to Sorry, Sarah. Uh, B. Watkinson at uh, B.C. Watkinson, June 13th. Peter Sellers. One of the top two or three greatest comedic performers of uh, uh, of the 20th century, Pink, nah. World War One poet Siegfried Sassoon. <laughs> Siegfried Sassoon. Other than the name, I don't know. Martin Freeman from uh, Fargo. That's a great show. And Richard the Lionheart. I'm sorry. Come on, people. Second. Don't waste my time. Don't Bill, waste my Bill time. I'm Baggins. a busy man. I'm going to go start looking. Well, actually, I don't know if I will be. This could actually be my last appearance here. So. If it is, thanks for everything. You guys have been great. I appreciate thanks all that you've done. Well, it's been uh, actually bears. pretty good. We'll good see luck how to your halos. You're we'll going out on top with your kings. Yeah, this might be the time to walk out. So, anyways. Go get them. God bless. Godspeed. There he goes. Adam Rank. All right, Bill Smith. This is what I wanted the kibitz about. Hold on, hold on. One more, though. Does, isn't December 30th Tiger and LeBron? I don't know. That is Tiger and LeBron. That might... How do you know that? No, it is. So, yeah, I know the, both their birthdays. LeBron, Tiger, Ellie Goulding. I don't know who that is. Tyrese Gibson. Matt Lauer. All right, all right. The wife of, uh, of Curtis Conway and daughter of the greatest of all time, Layla Ali, was born oh. on this day. Eliza. Quite a fighter in own right. How about Eliza Dushku? Oh, what a woman. That's a fox. A fox extraordinaire. Whoa, 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 whoa. Sandy Koufax on December 30th. You maybe have the greatest pitcher, the greatest basketball player, and the greatest golfer. Plus David Greatest Jones female boxer. Well, I don't know. Do we Kenyon Martin to boot? <laughs> Kenyon Martin. Tracy Ullman is, uh, is funny. Heidi Fleiss. This is a mixed bag, though. Like, some drag you down. Like, you know, if they're if, – if, if you – I uh, have to include the bad ones with the good that it gets dragged down a little bit. Possibly. All right, Dave, enough of the birthdays. All right, it is a fun game to play. <laughs> it well, is. Listen, Having Smith a little bit too much up. fun. <laughs> All right, Bill Smith. So what we did was, again, we applied a couple of uh, – we made a couple of assumptions. One being you actually decided this, that everybody is abandoning their the professional teams in the NFL to return to their hometowns, their home region to play the assumption you made was where they went to high school versus where they were born any explanation for why you went that direction basically it's the easiest way to collect the data we don't have birthplaces for everyone but for the most part the nfl has where everyone went to high school um and again you can check this out at nfl.com it's the nfl cup all the first round results are up there full rosters are there we cobbled them together as best we could we tried to mimic 
the World Cup way, which was we did groups of four, and we had four groups of four. We just didn't have enough. You couldn't do 32. There were not enough metropolises with enough to fill out, to, to flesh out full rosters. Correct. It's tough to get 22 starters from 32 different cities around the country. So what teams jumped out at you as you went through this? What, uh, what caught your eyes about this? Uh, Miami was very good all around. The only thing, they didn't really have a quarterback. Yeah, that was pretty funny. So the, so the Miami roster, as you would expect, I think, that, I think going into it, my assumptions were some were right, some were wrong. I thought Miami, I thought the Texas cities would be great. I thought New Orleans would be gangbusters, Southern California, and I thought that, uh, that Pittsburgh, I thought that, and I thought the Ohio teams maybe would be good. And I thought no, nothing in the Northeast would come out of there. I was right about some, wrong about the others. How surprised were you that uh, that Chicago has a viable team? Well, Chicago's a big city, and the way we did it was we took everything in a 100-mile radius of the city to get as close we could to the city and the suburbs. So when you go 100 miles around Chicago, there's a lot of places where you get up into Wisconsin a little bit. Whereas when you go Miami and Los Angeles, half the places you go around are ocean. So you lose out on a lot of land where in Chicago, you kind of get it 360 degrees. Yeah. And the fact is that unfortunately I know people in Philadelphia are upset. In fact, the aforementioned Bill Sedell, the, the researcher here didn't like it because some of the guys that fit in on the New York team, Joe Flacco and Matt Ryan specifically, are Philadelphia guys or, or uh, you know, Jersey Shore kind of guys. But that y- you, had to, you had to do that because the, it's densely populated there. But if you didn't expand it to 100 miles outside of cities, most cities don't have anyone that resides outside of that. You, you had to, in order to fill the rosters, you had to do that to, to, uh, to some of the smaller areas that we were looking at to include them. So anyway, so, so, but that, that being said, I know we catch some of Philadelphia with this, but I was surprised by how good the New York team was. And was was stunned that D.C. Did you know D.C. was so football rich? I actually did know D.C. was so football rich. That was one of the places I thought would be great. Hmm. Um, but I'm wasn't, behind the times on that. Wasn't quite up to how good they were. Didn't know the one Russell Wilson, them having a quarterback. That's the whole key to this thing. A lot of cities have a lot of really good players, but some don't have any quarterbacks. Whereas Texas has... Some cities have four or five quarterbacks. Yeah, it's, and, and some teams have insane depth on the offensive line. Other teams, we really had to struggle to, to find anybody who the practice squad guy to sort of jam into the offensive line to make a team viable. It is funny that certain regions produce, I like to wax on and on, historically about Pittsburgh has is the cradle of quarterbacks. Of course, Montana, Unitas, uh, Namath and Marino all can Jim Kelly all come from from Pittsburgh, PA. So it's it's interesting that regions obviously it, that one generation inspires the next. For instance, New Orleans with its defensive backs, right? Correct. I mean, starting with Ed Reed and all the way up through. Yeah, it's amazing. You have to kick some guys to the curb. But looking at D.C. here, so you go Russell Wilson, Shady McCoy, who is from Harrisburg, PA, again, extends to uh, you know to the limits of the 100-mile the radius there. And, of course, uh, Pittsburghers would like to see a guy who went to, to school at Pitt carrying the ball for that team. That was the team 
that I was disappointed by as somebody who was uh, who was born and bred on the banks of the Three Rivers. I'm living in yesteryear. I thought that Pittsburgh team would be good, and really, there that was a, an overmatched team, huh? Correct. We had to go. In fact, Chaz Batch was our quarterback. Bruce Gradkowski or Terrell Pryor. Did I make the right call by going with Pryor there? At this point in Mr. Batch's career, you did make the right choice going with Terrell Pryor. So, spoiler alert, again, you can check out all the rosters at NFL.com. We also, at this point, have the first round results completed here, and I'll, uh, I'll let you know how that went. Miami snuck past New Orleans in, the, in their first round matchup. Teddy Bridgewater, did we do right with Bridgewater over Geno Smith? It's tough. Geno has a year under his belt. They did go 8-8 eight and eight last year. So he did win some games, but you got to take the upside of Bridgewater. Um, it is, it, but it really was uh, surprising because Miami is so loaded uh, everywhere else on the field. I think L.A. also, ironically, a, pl- a city obviously that doesn't have a pro football team, has at least in the top three, I would say, most talented rosters. But they also are, I mean, they're better off with Carson Palmer QB, but they don't have a great QB there. But Geno, for an otherwise dominant Miami team, it'll be interesting to see if they get tripped up there. So Peyton and Eli and all those New Orleans guys are now gone. Uh, Atlanta was another good one. Did you see that one coming? I know it's SEC country and everything. I didn't see Atlanta coming. You don't think of Atlanta as a football city for high school that doesn't jump off the page to me. But they had a lot of good players. Yeah, and Tampa, St. Pete, conversely, was not nearly as good as I thought they would be. I mean, they have, certainly have some players, but that Blake Bortles was our best choice of quarterback there. Yeah, you got to rely on Chris Johnson and Brandon Marshall there. Yeah, Atlanta has Cam Newton as a side note, throwing it to Calvin Johnson, so you can see why, why that team would be good. L.A. dominated uh, Phoenix in their matchup. Phoenix is an emerging I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if we do this again in four years. I mean, I won't be working here anymore. I've long since been kicked to the curb for some salacious scandal. But you'll probably have risen higher up in the rankings. So you'll order one of your minions to do this. When that happens in four years, I think that's the rising powerhouse. I think there's a, a talent pool in Phoenix that was not there two generations ago. True? Makes sense to me. I mean, a lot more people are moving to that area now. Yeah. Um, what was the question? Oh, we had Ryan Fitzpatrick was the problem for uh, the Phoenix team. Surprised, by the way, that uh, he's been announced as the starter already for Houston. Houston, speaking of whom, they lose in a nail-biter to the Bay Area. The Bay Area loaded on offense, not so much on defense. And Houston had a really good team as well. But, again, not as good as I expected it to be. Um, so the Bay Area... Do you think what it, because the offensive line is sketchy for the Bay Area, the right decision Tom Brady over Colin Kaepernick? Absolutely, it's Tom Brady. Yeah, but Kaepernick can run away from it. But it's Tom Brady. All right, all right. I I hear your point. I just want to try to uh, any position battles that are out there. I want to make sure we we service those. The the uh, Chicago team took care of Cincinnati. A mild surprise again. You know, I thought Cincinnati. You know, you're from that region. You're from Kentucky side of that border, but you know that Ohio is loaded with football players too. Cincinnati's a great one because not only do you get Cincinnati, but you get Lexington, you get Louisville, you hit Indianapolis, and you hit Columbus within a 100-mile radius. Again, the problem, 
Oh, it's not just like you caught Indianapolis as well. No quarterbacks at all. That's right. We we went with the hefty lefty, in fact. Because Jared Lorenzen. There were no other there were zero other there, options. There was not an NFL quarterback on the roster. That explains why they got whipped. Dallas took care of Cleveland. Again, Cleveland. Why were they and they also tap into Detroit and yet not enough to uh to beat that mighty Dallas team. What's intriguing though is Tony Romo, people will point out, spent a lot of his youth in, in San Diego, but because of some of the assumptions we made, Romo goes to high school up in Wisconsin. That fits into Chicago. So that sets up a second-round matchup. Tony Romo's Chicago team going down to Dallas to play uh, to play that squad. We have New York City and the surrounding area there. They took care of Charlotte. And like I say, the mighty Washington, D.C. squad, a stunner for me, dominating a surprisingly terrible Steelers team. I'm a Steelers team. I'm calling them the Steelers. Good news, Pittsburgh people. That is not actually the representative of your city. But the defense for D.C., Darnell Dockett, Phil Taylor, Cameron Wake, and Chris Long. What a front line that is, right? Absolutely. All the way through, they have the Davis brothers, Vontae and Vernon. I mean, they got talent all the way up and down the roster. All right, best guess. Who's going to win this tournament? Probably Los Angeles. Mm. Um, I think Los Angeles and Miami are the two best teams. Maybe DC's right there, but again, Miami does not have a quarterback. Say what you want about Carson Palmer; he's capable, and maybe Russell Wilson can pull off another stunner. It's it is interesting that the the liability of two of the three best teams are is a quarterback. So it'll be interesting to see. Time will tell. We don't know what's going to happen yet. It's where all the athletes are, but the NFL is still a little slow in adapting to having the athlete play quarterback. All right, Bill Smith, terrific stuff from you and your game. Before over we there. get Bill, before he leaves, I got uh, got some breaking news in here. Well, it's not breaking news. On tomorrow's Top 100 show, the the names are going to be released or will be released by the time you listen to this NFL.com. So real quick. Based on the quarterback, wide receiver, and cornerbacks on tomorrow's list, who should rank higher at that position? We have Big Ben and P. Rev at quarterback, Larry Fitz and Brandon Marshall at wide receiver, and Joe Hayden and Dora Reeves as cornerback. Who should rank higher on the list on the next up Well, I know where you're going with quarterbacks. And it doesn't matter where I'm going. And by the way, it well, has nothing to do with being a homer. Big Ben Roethlisberger has two rings and three Super Bowl appearances. Phil Rivers has never been to a Super Bowl. It's pretty simple on my, uh, from where I sit. I know Phil Rivers had a better 2013. Correct. I know he uh, – but it's not like – here's the – uh, again, the narratives. People, I, I've talked to a lot of people here at NFL media, a lot of analysts, a lot of so-called experts who say, oh, you're living in the past with Roethlisberger. He was te- look at that team. They were terrible last year. Did you see the season Roethlisberger had? That thing was ready to implode on them, and he got them within a field goal in San Diego um, away from the playoffs. I mean, he had a dynamite. Personal, uh, Antonio season. Brown doesn't step out of bounds at the end there That's against right. the Dolphins. And By the way, they Antonio could be Brown is making this list as much as uh, some more of the analysts scoffed at that when I said it last week. Oh, Antonio Brown. Yeah. Well, Antonio if he's Brown. listed above these two wide receivers we have in Larry Fitzgerald and Brandon Marshall, he's not better than either of those two guys. I mean, better, or, I mean, if you're looking at what he did, he went 110 for 1,500 yards last year. That's fine. Brandon Marshall went sixth, I think, maybe seventh straight thousand-yard season with Alshon Jeffrey on the other side. Say what you want about Antonio Brown. He doesn't have anyone really on the other side taking yards away from him. I love uh, people use that point to suit their argument all the time. Like, well, he's the only guy they had to throw to, so of course he caught an inordinate number of passes. And then people go the other way, like, 
Yeah, but he was double teamed. You know, he, he was double teamed the whole time, so that's why he couldn't catch as many passes. It has to do with what your pedigree is. If you can handle double coverage and still thrive, then you're a legit number one. He did a great job this year with no Mike Wallace. Absolutely, but is he better than Brandon Marshall? I mean, I don't know if he's better. I, I, I listen. Would you rank, talk rank, about who bias? Would you, who would you rank higher? Antonio Brown or Brandon Marshall? Brandon Marshall, certainly. Right. But I but I will say, I mean, this is biased, too. It's not even worth mentioning, and yet I'm going to mention it anyway. Ike Taylor said last summer, Antonio Brown is the best one-on-one wide receiver in the NFL. I laughed. I said, better than Calvin Johnson? Ridiculous. He said, he's better than him one-on-one. Now he's biased, too. But for what it's worth, I mean, those are pretty phenomenal numbers, 110 and 1,500 yards for Absolutely. Antonio Brown. Many of them spectacular. But, yeah, you're right. There's, there's no argument. Big Ben should be ranked higher on this list. And I guess numbers. if we're doing going into 2014, he has been the gold standard at his position. Darrell Revis belongs ahead of Joe Hayden, as good as he's been. Absolutely. But look out for that Cleveland duo. Absolutely. Justin Gilbert and uh, and. And Joe Hayden, that's the best duo in corner, right? Yes, Revis, year two off the ACL, though. He should be fully back. Right, right, right. All right, well, listen, Bill Smith, I always enjoy kibitzing with you, and you uh, you uh, rectify my reckless speculation with uh, facts and stuff. I don't always appreciate you doing that, by the way. You don't have to undermine me with uh, with statistics and truth all the time. The truth hurts cool. sometimes. Well, I don't like it. I'd rather recklessly speculate, as you know. All right, well, listen, Bill Smith, thank you for your work on this. Uh, on the, uh, one more time, I will mention it. The NFL Cup at uh, NFL.com, and we're kibitzing about it on the network, but I don't know when and where, so uh, so look at the uh, the online version. Black Tie, our first show under the belt now in, uh, in Studio 4 while they do whatever they're doing. They're jazzing it up. When Studio 66 reopens, I think we'll call it Studio 66 Maximum Strength. How about just new Studio 66, like new Yankee Stadium? I like my idea better. Maximum Strength Studio 66. All right, go watch your World Cup. That's all you care about. You're, you're, you and your beloved Speaking World of the World Cup, maybe later on this week or early next week, another uh, World Cup podcast. You down for it, Shaq? You know I'm down for it. It's the beautiful game. Right. I love talking about the beautiful Team game. Team USA did just win, so interest right now is at an all-time high. Well, we talk about going to your hometown or homeland. Some of these guys playing for the U.S. aren't even from this country. I mean, it's weird a little bit. Right. Yeah, I mean Johnny Brooks, who they're now tabbing as, tabbing as Johnny Football, um, he's German born actually. So well, it's funny that Klinsman does not believe in miracles. You know, he does not think the U.S. team can win. But the guy who scores the goal for the U.S. famously, you know, Herb Brooks coaches the U.S. hockey team in 1980. Do you believe in miracles? A guy named Brooks does believe in miracles apparently, as he defeats Ghana. Yeah, and he actually had a dream about the goal he scored, which is pretty much exactly the same. Oh, that's easy to say after you do. Well, I mean, you can look at the celebration, which was the best thing about the goal for me. It was like he was such a, it was such awe, like he was stunned. It was like I can't believe I'm doing this right here. It was, it seemed very personal to him. So I believe that story. I all believe. right, it was fun. It was. I, I listen. I enjoy watching all of it. You know, I just don't understand. I just intrinsically do not understand the game. That's I, mean, I don't get the spatial elements of it. It seems like they should kick it at the goal a lot more than they do. That's it's a lot of it's a lot of massaging. It's a lot of, you know, seesaw massaging, trying to know, trying to pick like a lock. The best bet is it's just a puzzle. kick it at the goal and you're you there know, really it's, isn't. it's like but, saying they should just Stafford just throw it up to Calvin Johnson every play. I understand. Well I do like doing that. That's a fun game to play if you're ever in a football game. It's just loudly announced like, hey if I were the coach of this team, I would I mean, why don't they just throw a touchdown pass here? That's what they should do. Do that and get and watch the people wheel around 
around, the pretentious people wheel around to give you the stink eye. In this case, but I watch soccer. It looks like those guys kick it pretty hard, and it moves around. And Shaq, everything. how about this? Right now we're watching the Brazil-Mexico game. I know you've been working on your soccer commentary. Do you want to call this free kick now about to be taken by Neymar in the 63rd minute? Neymar. Call it live. Form today. Neymar, the burgeoning star of our sport of football. Wheels, kicks. Why? Just why? He almost hit that one in, though. Knocked that one in. See? Need more excitement. But you get in there. You get oh, in the there. The shot, and oh, just misses the uh, top corner. He just missed the top corner. Good right. swerve. That's enough. See, that was underwhelming. All right, listen. Thank you again, Bill Smith. Thank you to Bucky Brooks, Rank, Black Tie, more hooey and applesauce coming later in the week, including a review of the top 100. And we'll wrap up our all-division series with the NFC West, the reigning best division in the NFL. We'll do that for you later in the week. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota. Let's go places. Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com.